0: Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock. Special guest today, Laura Neiser, Bible study leader. Love talking today about developing a new heart for the new year.
1: Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis and Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch.
3: They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300.
4: Thank you, Mike. This is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and this is Evelyn Davison. And this is Kathy Endobronk. And we are glad you're here with us today. Kathy, it's going to be a great day in our neighborhood today.
5: Oh, I'm so excited to be here and talking about the new year. We've just come through the Christmas season. It's a new year, and we have a great topic uh, for all of our listening friends today.
4: Well, we've been in this series, uh, we call it the Heart Series, and we've been talking about uh, how it is that uh, we can develop bridges of love and and bridges of leadership. And some of that does take a new beginning in times in our life, and that's what we're going to talk about. We are here at KTXW, uh, 1120 AM in the Austin, Texas area, and we are broadcasting worldwide today. So we thank you for joining us. Kathy, you know... We talk about being a new year, and it's the time of year when we look back at the yes days. Yesterday is a yes day. The Lord gave us that. He said, yes, yes. But we also have to broaden our view and look into where God is leading
5: that's true. I mean, God always calls us to remember exactly where he's taken us. I think um, good and the bad. And then he says, now you don't stop there. You look ahead because I'm going to use everything that I've brought you through to build a firm foundation and to move you into the future that I have planned for you. And I love it in this heart series. We have talked about the plans that God has for us, the plan he had for Christmas and the plan he has for our lives. And so now here we are and we get to start a a fresh beginning. And I I think we want a good start. A good start. Yes. I think, you know, the new year we have, it, it, it can mean a new start, a fresh start, but we No matter how we start, we want it to be a good start. And so today we're going to look into God's Word to discover what a good start looks like and how we can all get a good start in this new year.
4: Well, what is your view of a good start?
5: Well, a good start ta- starts with the only one who is good. And that starts with God. So, um, you know, I think it starts out just like you have said, Evelyn. Um, as we're facing the future, we hang on to our rope of hope. It's a new page in our book of love. And we're looking forward knowing that God has a plan. It is Jesus today and tomorrow. And you know, Looking forward to things, there's a special date coming up in January, January 20th. Now, that is marked
4: and circled on my calendar. Well, it is, and a lot of people in Texas, it's a great day because it is the inauguration day for our new governor. Yes. Our new uh, lieutenant governor, our new attorney general, uh, the speaker of the house would be decided. So many things are going on, and we, for the first time I can ever remember... We have a totally Christian major leadership. And I'm an old Catholic, as you know. <laughs> I've been around a long time. And we are really excited about Greg Abbott, uh, who has been our attorney general, uh, and Dan Patrick, who is uh, our new uh, lieutenant governor, and uh, with Ken Paxton, who is going to be the attorney general, because Texas is looking at some big problems right now some great needs and so we are excited but what's going to happen on january 20th besides the inauguration well
5: january 20th is when um just texans all over the state of texas are going to start a prayer and praise journey and evelyn this incredible book that you have worked so hard on so diligently that the lord has really called you to uh this last uh summer and fall it it's going to be coming out uh the first uh, excuse me at the end here of december and then on january 20th everyone is going to flip to page one and begin the prayer journey together
4: well it's going to be a 49 days uh praying for these major four leaders plus our our adopted leader in national day of prayer that we always adopt i have three four that i have adopted through the years Mm -hmm. and then uh it will be 49 days of doing that in unison. It will have a daily scripture devotion with a word for the day. in the very first day that we pray for Greg Abbott, we pray for wisdom. I and love it's going that. to be exciting because we repeat that with 49 days of praise. And 49 days of praise goes back and thanks God for what he has done or what he's working on. You Nick,
5: know. can you imagine that? It's so easy when we go and we pray and ask. Asking comes very naturally. We're going to be talking a little bit about this today, the elements of prayer. Well, after we do go through this 49 days of praying and and asking, as you've said, Evelyn, we're going to go back and do just 49 days of praise. So we're going to kind of have an asking fact asking fast and we're just going to be praising god together for 49 days and now i know that there are our listeners um who have tuned in their radio or who are streaming at home um maybe some who are listening on their smartphone through the bridge app and they're thinking what book are they talking about and how can i get one in my hands and so I, i really want to make sure that we don't miss this opportunity to share that with them Um, If you are interested, and let me just tell you, this will make such an incredible difference in your year, not only in your personal life and your family life, but for the state of Texas, you can go to ndpaustin.org and there is a place there for the praying and praising across Texas book you can get one for yourself and you can also buy a box for the for your church i know there's a number of churches who have already ordered a box so that all of their church family can start um, on the January twentieth, together.
4: Well, that that's exciting of you to to give you give us that promotion. But I do want to say, Kathy is one of the authors of this book. She has written the chapter on the plan of God, and it is absolutely astounding, okay, Kathy. Okay, so You know, I, uh, I've I'm an author. I've written eight books. Co-authored. Uh, I wrote one for George W. Bush when he was pres went to Washington when he left Texas, it let him know Texas were still praying for him. So, it, you know, while I'm excited about this, I uh, am also uh, excited for you that you'd have this opportunity. And all of our authors, like Karen Porter, uh, Dr. Kai Bowman, uh, Dr. Steve Washburn, uh, jo- um, Heidi uh, Group, Carol Everett, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm missing some. Uh, oh, Linda Chandler, who, is gonna, who was with us last week. You know, yes. Um, anyway, these are exciting times for us, and I know that they're exciting times for all those who are listening because this is the time of year when we celebrate the thing that makes the difference in our life, and that is the love Of the Lord Jesus, and we have a special guest today. Would you introduce her for us, please?
5: Oh, I'm just so looking forward. We've, uh, you know, we've been thinking about when can we bring in uh, Laura Neiser from Making It Real Ministries, and so it's such a great opportunity to have her here, and especially talking towards this topic. Um, Laura is founder of Keep of Making It Real Ministries. She is married to Matt and mother to Austin and Justin. And um, author of Remaining in the Vine, Cultivating an Intimate Relationship with Jesus in an Insanely Busy and Superficial World. I love the title of that Bible study. Laura, thank thank you for coming in and welcome to Love Talk. Oh, thank you for
6: having me. I'm so honored to be here with y'all.
4: Well, we are excited to have you. We have a new perspective because we want to, people to know that we do have an opportunity to be used of God in the state of Texas. And as strong as Texas is, you know, America is looking and searching and listening to what happens in Texas. And so we're so glad you're here with us today. We're going to talk about that. We want to get to know you a little bit. Our audience does. And so I think, you know, uh, that we probably need to... Uh, Find out, you know, what kind of start you had in life uh, as a child. What was it like for you growing up?
6: Well, you know, basically my childhood was really wonderful. I had a loving family, uh, mom who stayed home, and she just doted on me and my little sister. My dad, he's such a kind man, and he worked really hard to provide for us. And so overall we had a, you know, I had a great childhood However, there was one aspect of that that kind of marred the otherwise wonderful experience, and that was I experienced um, childhood sexual abuse, um, and that really did a number on my sense of identity and security. Mm -hmm. And so even though I had this wonderful, safe house, because I never shared with my parents what had happened to me, I kept that secret. And so as a child, I was trying to make sense of that, and it just really messed up my sense of identity and security. And so that overall was this incredibly odd mix of just a safe, wonderful, happy childhood, but then this little thorn in Mm -hmm. the side that just kind of really led to some self-destructive choices later on as I got older. But, you know, I... uh, was able to uh, pull it together enough, and I always called it hiding my crazy. <laughs> I was, was able to wear the mask and put it together enough to move through life and go to college, and I met Matt, and we got married in 1990, and you know, so it was able to kind of keep those pieces together, but it was really from behind a mask, and I didn't have that true identity and security. Well, we do need to take our break, Kathy. Uh,
4: we'd always hate to do that when we were in the middle of a great story. Yeah, I
5: think Laura's just left our listeners on a cliff there. We want the rest of the story. We want to know about what Jesus did with this because I know he's done yes. great things. Well, we are going to go to um, our um, our incredible supporters, and we will be right back with you in a moment. Stay with us.
1: road call 444-5555 that's 444-5555 ellison salazar fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch
7: Four five one two two five eight zero zero nine three or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
0: You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Endebrock here at the Bridge eleven twenty today's Christian talk.
5: And welcome back. This is Kathy Endebrock in studio with the love lady herself, Evelyn Davison, and our special guest, Laura Neiser, with Making It Real Ministries. We are talking about our new year, getting a good start, and what a good start looks like. And now, Laura, you left us on a cliff when we went out with our listeners. Now, you were talking about growing up an amazing mom and dad uh, and and a little sister, although I'm sure that has some drama of its own, (laughs) but that's a whole other story, and that you had this wonderful upbringing and this safe, secure place, and yet in the midst of that, there was this um, uh, sexual abuse that happened, and you really didn't know what to do with that, so you kind of tucked that away. And kind of moved on with your life, and you called it kind of what is it? Hiding my crazy. Hiding my crazy. Hiding gravy. my crazy. I love that. I have that written down. I wouldn't have
4: a basket big enough to hold my questions.
5: <laughs> I love that. Okay, so now it's 1990. You're married to Matt, and and uh, still have this mask on. Haven't maybe dealt with this in your past. So, um,
6: so okay, take us from there. Okay, so from there. Matt was actually the first person that I told what had happened to me. Uh, Because after we got married and I was in this really safe place, things started coming apart at the seams. And I started to try and make sense of what had Mm -hmm. happened and put those pieces together. And um, I ended up in a really severe depression. And as part of getting out of that depression, my therapist recommended, she said, you love learning so much. Why don't you take a class? And that will give you structure and accountability and help you pull out of this depression. Well, I couldn't afford to take a college class, so I signed up for a couple of classes at church. And when I went into my very first Bible study, I was amazed. It was just like the scales fell off my eyes. Because My parents had brought us up in church, and I had lots of special relationships with the people at church, and I had lots of sweet memories of the traditions and things that we did at church, but I really did not have a personal relationship Mm -hmm. with Jesus. And so when I got into that, I really, and I have to be honest, I sauntered into that class with a big old chip on my shoulder. I was not in a good place. I was really at the end of myself, just a mess. And The Lord provided this amazing pastor who offered such grace, and he explained the scriptures to me, and he let me ask a million different questions, and I just got an entirely new perspective on Mm -hmm. who I was and who God was and who Jesus was and how all this came together. It was such an aha moment, and it just radically changed my life and I could not get enough after that. And I was in every Bible study I could get my hands on after that because it just made such a a huge difference in understanding who I was in Christ and where true security comes from.
5: I love that you use that word, then a new perspective. Because when we talk about a good start, that's actually our, our mm. formula today for for a good start is that new perspective, plus a new heart is going to give us that good start that we need um, during this new year. And um, you know, I, I like that that sometimes our uh, starting place you said that you experienced this depression you didn't know what to do and i know that sometimes you know our listeners you know and and i've experienced this before too you go into the new year you feel feel overwhelmed absolutely and you know christmas time is a time of uh, a peak in anxiety and and depression my mom's been a, a christian counselor for over 25 years and i know in our in our house December meant that that phone was gonna start ringing and that emergency buzzer was going to start buzzing. It's a very difficult time. So we may have some of our listening friends today who are struggling with depression and don't know what to do. And I love that you said you went to see a therapist. I think a Christian counselor can make a tremendous difference, but you did not stop there. You went and you got into God's Word. You got with some other women. You got into a Bible study. You were honest with your pastor. Mm -hmm. And
6: wow, a new perspective came and things began to change dramatically for you. So dramatically that... You know, my therapist, who I had been working with for quite some time, in the eleven weeks that I was in that Bible study, the transformation was so dramatic, and my just the way I saw things changed so significantly that she called my pastor and was like, "I need to know what you're telling this." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, there.
4: Well, how old were you, Laura, when this happened to you?
6: I was, oh, when the abuse happened? Yes. That occurred probably from about four until I was about 11 or 12. And it would happen whenever we saw this particular uh, family. Mm -hmm.
4: You know, that is so devastating, not only to the individual who experiences that, but at that age, that is at the lifetime. No life unless you do come to the point where you recognize the Lord can use anything in your life.
6: Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: I, before we moved to Austin, we lived on a ranch. We had a ranch in Lufkin. And my husband traveled four or five days a week. And we had a really bad uh, 18 months. His his dad died. His mom died. My brother was murdered. And I had surgery three times. And then we had to have a housekeeper. And oh. I was just in my family. I did not grow up in a Christian family. I was the only Christian in my family. And one day I just, uh, I just went to the Lord. I mean, you know, even Christians get in these deep, deep places. It's hard to dig that out sure. And I just said, Lord, I don't like the way you do business. <laughs> I, you know, here I am. I'm just struggling. And so, but you know what I found it was is that I didn't have that thing that you had, a core group around me to help pray for me and hold me up and encourage me. And when, when the Lord moved us to Austin, I felt like I was dying of spiritual malnutrition. But it, in, in, in three months, it was that my whole life, I had a new perspective. And I know that happens when, when the Lord brings those pieces together in one's life that begins to build that foundation. So things can be begin to be yes, and not everything is no. And it, it is difficult, but it always happens really strongly with a, a young child mm-hmm. in, in that situation. But there are other things that bring us to that point of depression. And around Christmas time, as you say, Kathy... That happens a lot because families have war. I mean, they, yes. they draw blood <laughs> sometimes.
5: You know, Evelyn, I love that you said um, that you went to God and say, hey, I don't like how you do business. You know, he actually gives us permission and encourages us to do this. In Isaiah 43, verse 26, God, and this is God speaking, <laughs> which gives me shivers. Okay. He says, review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. And so, He is perfectly good with us being very open, very honest, and saying, hey, I do not get this. You need to kind of help me to understand here. And I think, you know, Laura, one of the things that um, really comes out to me from your story is you kept this a secret for decades. And it was not until you brought that out into the open. That then Christ was able to bring healing,
6: we never want to keep these secrets, right you have to bring it into the light of of Christ and let him heal it um, you can't He can't heal what we keep from him, mm-hmm. you know yeah. if we're going to keep it tucked away in our clenched fist, he, we need to surrender it to him.
5: All right, listening friends, what things do you need to bring out into the light and let out of your clenched fist today? I want you to think about that.
4: You know, the, the scripture that comes to my mind in this discussion is what Paul said. He said, once I was blind, but now I can see. And, you know, that, that is uh, so true of so many things in our life. We don't understand you know how some of the things that happened yesterday are not really yes, they their no's. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there are things that God says, okay, that's not for you to live with. I mean, today is a new day. And then I, I think that's why perspective is so important. Uh, in, in January, as we start looking at a new year, we plan our year and plan the things we're going to do. And, you know, Paul went on later. He talked to the church at Ephesus, and he said, I want to tell you something, folks. Y'all are kind of, you know, getting off here and deep stuff he said i'm going to pray the eyes of your heart i'll see god at work and that's what we really ask for is once you know we begin to realize that there is an issue or are there a problem or a sin you know gross sin mm-hmm. in our life because we get addicted to things then we have to pray lord let me see myself the way you see me yes. and that's called surrender and that is a new perspective Kate.
5: yes You know, when we talk about new perspectives, we're going to look at some very um, scriptural things because there's, you know, these promises that the Lord has. And, you know, when we talk about this Bible study of yours, it is called Remaining in the Vine. And uh, when Evelyn and I were talking about plans, we said, look... Our role is to abide, and then God will provide. And when we are um, abiding in the vine, sometimes it's hanging on to that rope of hope with our dear lives. But it gives us the perspective when we know that we are not alone, that God, as he has promised, is Emmanuel, that he is God with us and that he will never leave us or forsake us. So. Tell me about the difference of going through this without God and the difference of hanging on to that line for dear life.
6: Yes. Um, that reminds me of a conversation I have with my son just the other day. We were talking about prayer, and, and he was like, well, Mom, that's our lifeline to the vine. Yes. I oh, I love that. Me. I, thought, I was like, that is awesome. I love that, Justin. And he was like, well, of course, we have to be in prayer. And I do think... That uh, Now, you asked me the difference between going through this experience without Christ and with him. And, you know, growing up, I I understood about the religious stuff, but I didn't have that personal relationship with him. And that is what makes the difference. It was when I was able to come to Jesus as a real person. Person and really pour my heart out to him and and sit there and and rail about what had happened and be be honest and authentic with him and as someone who spent most of her life behind a mask and trying to hide who I was, that was such a freeing thing to have this new uh, way of looking at it that. Uh, to know that he really did want me to come to him as I am Mm -hmm. in in all honesty and just surrender it to him and allow him to begin to show me how he was putting these pieces together to send me forward into something much better.
5: I love that. So there's a new perspective that we need on some of the things in our past. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also a new perspective, Evelyn and Laura a new perspective that we need on things in our future because being the new year it, it, the new year is full of new things and now just coming from Christmas a lot of us are surrounded by new things, gifts that we have just opened and And they sparkle, and they're exciting, and they've kind of fueled the joy. You know, we, we say, oh, do you feel the joy? Well, sometimes we just want things to fuel the joy. Well, those new things that we are surrounded with, those new things that we have really been blessed by, in many ways, when we receive a gift, it is a blessing that that person has given to us, and they've thought about us. But those new things get old. And, you know, in Scripture... God presents several um, new things. There's actually um, three different types of new that we see in Scripture. Mm -hmm. And one are new things that are somewhat similar to things that we already have. Um, and I love Beth Moore had done a demonstration of this one time, and she brought up a bunch of shoes on the stage. And she she said, here's a pair of shoes. They're beautiful black heels. And she says, here's some shoes that I already have. And here's a new pair of shoes that I have recently gotten. And they were beautiful, but they were also a black pair of heels. And she goes, now, here is a new, another new pair of shoes that I've recently gotten. And they were like a patent leather red, <laughs> nothing like the other two. They were new and different. And so this year, going into the new year, we are going to um, experience some new things that are maybe similar to some of the things that we've already experienced, and uh, we're able to take those and and appreciate those and deal with those, and there's going to be some new things that we go through in life that are very different um, that maybe catch us by surprise, and when we think of new things, we always think of, of sparkle and gold and wonderful, but we also know that there are going to be some new things that we experience this year.
4: Like great-grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> and um, and some new experiences as well that are wonderful, and then some new experiences that we just would have rather done without, and uh, there's lots of statistics out there on new things, and um, I think the one that really caught me was um, for those families that have a teenage daughter between the age of 14 and 18, that one out of three families in the United States this year will deal with an unexpected pregnancy. Well, that's a new thing that we would rather not Mm -hmm. experience. So we need the right perspective on these new things. Um, because while they are going to be a part of our life, they are not supposed to determine the heart of our life. So we need to we need to know how to get these in the right perspective so that we can um, be effective and have a good, not just a good start, but a good year.
4: Well, Laura, what is it that you're looking at here in the beginning of the first year? Name a couple of things that you know that are going to be new. Well.
6: This whole ministry thing is new for me. And trying to find the balance between being a mom and a wife and active at church and this new ministry that God's called me to, um, it has really been a challenge. And so one of my big things that I'm looking towards this year is developing better priorities and focus Mm -hmm. and really being able to hold everything through the lens of what Christ would have me to do and where he's calling me to and make the choices very purposeful. Uh, So, you know, I have very much experienced that sometimes those things that come into our lives that just jump up and we had no way to anticipate it. Those end up being the times where God draws me the closest to him Mm -hmm. and I learn the most. And so I think just staying open to, okay, I don't really like this right now, God. I don't see what you're doing in this. But I I know you, and I'm going to trust you in this.
4: Well, you know, that's why Jesus is our rope of hope, because, Mm -hmm. you know, every day brings new challenges. One of our great challenges right now, Kathy, is we need to take a break and hear from some of our good partners. And we come back, let's talk about how it is that we can face a new year with new challenges from a new perspective right after this. Day after
0: day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net.
7: or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
3: George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are long-time friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300.
0: You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge 1120, today's Christian Talk.
5: And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock in the KTXW studios on Love Talk with the love lady herself, Evelyn Davison. And we have special guest Laura Neiser with Making It Real Ministries. And we are talking about a good start for our new year. Now, that starts with a new perspective. And you add a new heart, and you're going to get a good start to this new year. Evelyn, you took us out talking. We talked briefly about new things. And one of the points that we maybe made, but it was a little bit quick, I want to just reiterate this. New things are a part of our life, but they are not supposed to determine the heart of our life. It is how we respond to new things Mm -hmm. that determine our altitude. It is our attitude for loving and giving and so let's talk about that perspective on new things and you know we have a couple more things to, to, to talk about and we're going to brush on some priorities and and get into um, that that new um, new heart as well
4: well what happens Kathy is that uh, as the Lord begins to deal with us and in, in the point of our need and I know that's where you are mm-hmm. Laura is he begins to give us uh, a new vision of how important it is that we connect with him, that we we really do focus on his plan and and really see him at work in our life. And that's vision. Uh, but then when vision comes, there has to be a passion for doing it. And that's where our hope comes from because the Lord gives us that passion. We don't want anyone else to go through what you went through as a child. Right? No way. And so the Lord does not waste anything you know he He never throws away anything, and so what happens is if we start have a good start and a new start, then we've got to really hold on to our rope of hope, and that is the power of God's presence in our life every day, and the way that comes is by being with Him and praying and seeking his will and and being with others. Uh, one of the great programs in our churches today. For a new start, a good start is a reco- the thing called recovery. It covered, I have a friend who had a, a death in their family, and it just totally wiped her out. Well, she went to recovery because it covers—I don't know how many subjects it covers, mm-hmm. but a lot of them, you know, alcohol mm-hmm. or or family, you know, conflicts and all. But the important thing is is that our attitude comes from the altitude comes from we spend time with the Lord Jesus and we are thinking on his level and moving on his level because that's where our, our power comes from when his presence comes.
5: And Evelyn, you talked about, you know, new vision, new passion. Well, that translates directly into new priorities. And so I want to talk about a new perspective on priorities because... You know, I'll tell you, I've heard so many Mary and Martha messages, and they, they've been wonderful. They've been brilliant, and I believe I've, I've taken things away from them. But there was an article in the Harvard Business Review uh, that just hit me upside the head this last week and has brought such a – all I can think of is freedom to my life. Now, and I, I know that it's not the Harvard Business
4: Review giving me freedom. <laughs> I just I want to be clear about that. That's the vision. Yes. That's changed your vision, Kathy.
5: But God has given me a new perspective on this and so I just want to I want to just read this to our listeners and now I will tell you this is a, a I think it's like a two page article but I've pulled out and condensed my very favorite part and it says this and I want everyone to listen put on your listening ears the idea that we can get it all done is the biggest myth in time management it is a myth listening friends that you can get it all done. You are a limited resource. Now this can be depressing or it can be incredibly empowering. Once we admit that we are not going to get it all done, we are in a much better position to make purposeful choices about what we are going to do. Instead of letting things haphazardly fall through the cracks, we can intentionally push the unimportant things aside. You push those unimportant things aside and you focus your energy on the things that matter most.
4: What matters most?
5: Well, that's what the relationships.
4: The that is the relationship is the
5: with Christ. You have to identify that. Primary is that relationship with Christ. And now, in, in, in getting this perspective and in making this a reality in your life, the Harvard Business Review identifies two primary challenges. One, you have to identify the right things. And then two, you have to do them. So it's not just that you can take an account, but then you actually have to follow through. And most of us manage our time reactively. We make choices about the needs that land on our desk. However, to determine the right things, we need to make deliberate choices that will move us towards the outcome we want most, which, of course, also means making deliberate choices about what not To do, and I will stop (laughs) with that there. But you know that I this is just giving me a new perspective on priorities that has just even this week shifted Mm -hmm. what I have done with my time and what I have not done with my time. So, ladies, what do you think? Does this?
6: Oh, this really resonates with me. This is a challenge for me. Uh, One of the things. When I was researching and doing my book, Remaining in the Vine, one of the things I found so interesting was this analogy of, I wondered if there were things that would interfere with the connection, with the branch's connection to the vine. And I did some research and I found out there was these things called woe vines that would attach themselves to the plant and they would They looked beautiful. These these woe vines just looked gorgeous, but they would just attach themselves to the branch and begin to suck the life right out of the branch. And in the, the little agricultural newsletter thing where I read this, they said, you must act quickly. And eliminate, prune out this woe vine before it takes over and it just kills the branch because it separates it from the, it pulls out all the life from the branch. And, you know, that to me just made so much sense. All of these things in my life that they look, they are good things. They're beautiful things, but I can't do them all. And if I allow them to wrap me up so tight that they interfere with my connection with the true vine and my true source of life and identity, I'm just dead in the water. I'm going to wither up and there won't be anything that I can produce that's of any use to anybody because it's all being sucked away from all of this other stuff. Okay, so for our listening friends who
5: feel as though they are getting the life sucked right out of them, (laughs) (laughs) that they have nothing left, that their uh, priority list is is too big, that their to-do list is never to get done, what can they change? What can they do differently? How can they get a new perspective so that they can have a good start for this new year?
4: Well, one of the things I think that um, we can do, uh, all of us, uh, children and parents and teachers and doctors, is to identify the things that God has called us to do and equipped us to do. Yeah. I love that, equipped yeah. us to uh, do. Because it's so easy to get scattered. And personality has a lot to do with that. If you look at the melancholy personality, everything fits in the box. You look over here at the sanguine personality, it's all hanging on the vine, you know, <laughs> the trees, all the decorations. It looks like 360 at Christmas time, with all the Christmas tree. But the, it is a process of identifying who it is that asking you to do this. Mm-hmm. And before you make a decision, you ask the Lord, is this something you have planned for my life? Because I've gone through that. I'm, I'm getting really old, and I cannot tell you how many times I've been so excited about something. And then somebody the Lord said, Mm-mm, no, that's not going to fit into my plan. And it's easy to do that, and it's hard to not do it. And so that was one of the things. Let's take our break. Kathy? Yes, absolutely.
5: So we have got to go to the Lord to figure out what are his priorities for our life. We're going to go and listen to a word from our sponsors and we're going to come back. What do you think the Lord might have as his priorities for you in 2015? We'll be back with that right after this.
0: Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net.
8: Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as you town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. Daniel Ruclew is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville,
3: and come see us. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think Marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit ThinkMarketingTexas.com to learn more. That's ThinkMarketingTexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? ThinkMarketingTexas.com. ThinkMarketingTexas.com
0: You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge 1120, today's Christian Talk.
4: This is Evelyn and we are so thrilled that you join us today for Love Talk. In studio with us, we have a a special friend today, Laura Kaiser, and we are talking about what it means to live a yes life. Look forward to the time that... We can do those things that the Lord has called us to do, equipped us to do. And we talked about what it takes to do that, Kathy. There are two things primarily. Number one is knowledge. Yes. We've got to know the Lord and know what His plan is. And how do we get that? There are two ways. Through the Word, uh, which is, you know, the base for everything we do, everything we believe. And the second thing is through connection. And connection is always as we pray and seek God and allow him to speak to our hearts. And prayer is so important, Kathy.
5: You know, I think you can be brought up in the church and, and you, you pray. I, I, I remember this, and um, but you don't actually have that personal relationship with the Lord. And so I'd like to just walk us through the elements of, of prayer really quickly so that we can understand that you know, on, on those Sunday mornings when the pastor says, let us pray, that is not our time to walk through our grocery list or, or figure out what it is that we're, you know, <laughs> where we he... left
4: the turkey on. <laughs> yes.
5: You know, you are, <clears throat> excuse me, we are actually going before the Lord's throne together. It's an amazing thing. And and as a follower of Christ, as a child of God, when you accept Jesus Christ, you then have the privilege mm-hmm. Mm, I I think I need a little bit more water than I've been drinking <laughs> over the break. We then have the privilege to go before the Lord's throne, uh, personally talking with him and pray. And and the elements, Evelyn, you've done this. You've done a beautiful acrostic for pray, that P is for praise. and And when we go before God, we just get to praise him for who he is, acknowledging his character, acknowledging his provision in our life. And then the R is for repent. And this is where really it it gets personal. You cannot go before the Lord and have it not get personal. And you know why? Because he is a personal God. He is not this, um, you know, this distant, uninterested spiritual being he is a personal god he is alive he is active he is and
4: actively involved in our life mm-hmm. because pre- he's at present i mean he is in residence in our hearts. yes
5: and so when we are um When we consider the R of pray, that is repent, that not only is a confession moment, acknowledging what it is that you have done that has separated you from him, the wrong things that you have done, the poor things that you have done, the things that you have not done as well. As Paul puts it, not only doing the things you shouldn't have done, but not doing the things you should have done. And true rep- repentance always involves a turning. And now I know that there's this 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 um, movement I think in some of the universities that says you know we are always forgiven in Christ, so you can go and live however you would like because you are forgiven in Christ. No, that is not scriptural. That is a lie. It is wrong. When you repent before God, there must must be a turning away from that thing which you are repenting of. Confession without repentance does
4: nothing in the life of the follower of Christ. And it has to come before the next one, Kathy, which is what? Ask. 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 We do a lot of asking. (laughs) (laughs) It is so easy to ask. Lord, I me here. I need a parking place. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But then, you know, you put all of it together and it comes down to the why of that. And what is that Kathy?
5: That is yield. And what does it
4: mean to yield?
5: You know, We address this with Mary over Christmas. Mm -hmm. It is um, that I let it be to me um, as Mm -hmm. the word says, let it be to me according to God's word. Let it be to me uh, as according to God's will. And that is saying, Lord, I know who you are. I know your character. I have repented. I am right with you. I have asked for these things, but, Lord, you know best. You have promised that you will use all of these things for the good of those who you love and who um, you have called according to your purpose. And so I yield to that good and perfect will, trusting you in all things.
4: Well, Kathy, as you look at that, uh, yield is a compound word. It means if you come to a red light, you yield. Yes, Mm yes. And there are times the Lord puts red lights. And then there are other times when the vine is strong (laughs) and healthy and flourishing. You get a yield from that. Mm -hmm. The fruit of the vine is what comes as a result of this practice of seeking God's will in our life, Seeking him. And then going in the direction that he leads us. And, you know, that's why uh, the beginning of the new year is always so exciting. Always exciting.
6: Such Filled with potential. Uh, When we look upon this uh, new year, it's almost like God gives us this new blank slate for the year. And we can choose how we're going to yield to him and really put our focus on him and allow him to paint this amazing picture in our lives over the course of the year when we give him control of the paintbrush
5: (laughs) you know i love that we said we look at the new year with potential i you know when god looks on us oh the potential that he sees you know and i love that he can go um what is that scripture it says that when we go to god um that those servants who have worked in earnest that his words to us will say well Well done done. (laughs) faithful servant
4: well done well kathy it's been a great day we thank you so much laura with for being with us today and uh you know we just pray that um the lord's just going to open a lot of new pages for you in that book of life tell our audience how they can get in touch with you and give them the name of your book again and how they can get a copy of it. okay
6: the best way to get in touch with me is through my website which is www.makingitreal.com makingitrealministries.com sorry um so uh Go to my website. That's also where you can find a copy of my book, or you can get it on Amazon or any of the normal booksellers. Um, and the book is called Remaining in the Vine, Cultivating an Intimate Relationship with Jesus in this Insanely Busy and Superficial World.
5: Can you relate? Okay. And you also have a blog on your website that is I do. fantastic.
4: Well, Kathy, it has been a great day today as we have um, gone through... Uh, Some new steps as we look toward the future. Because every day you turn on the television, there are all the depressing news of the things that are happening. Mm -hmm. And we aren't like ostriches who stick our head in the sand. We realize that's happening. That's why it's so important that we pray for our leaders.
5: That's true. And, um, you know, you have to build that into, as you say, making it a priority. And I will tell you, if you are a follower of Christ, prayer is a priority, not only for yourself, for your family, for your church, but for your leaders. And he calls us to pray for our leaders. And, you know, when we are are looking at this new perspective and a new heart, what can we expect in a, as a good start to our new year i believe there are four things that we will have a persistent joy in our walk that we do not need new things to fuel our joy that we rely on that holy spirit to fuel fuel our joy there is a calm response to the unexpected there are good words on our lips for others, and there is purpose in our progress. That will be the mark of your good start for this new year.
4: Well, we're getting We've gotten started today with it. sure have. And we thank you so much, Laura, thank for you being for with having us. And, uh, how can people get in touch with us? Absolutely.
5: You contact us on the Love Line at 512-249-6535. You go to the web and check us out, www.lovetalknetwork.com, and you can get a copy of our past shows in our archives. <laughs> We look forward to hearing with you, and we look forward to being with you again next time. Have a blessed new year, friends.